Thank you for listening to the Renovate Life Church of God's broadcast. Here's today's message from our pastor, James Demmel. Lord, I hope I'm getting to someone today. He says, worship me, praise me, lift me up. We all thought that David had to be dignified because he was a king. But he stepped out of his position because he met God when he was a shepherd. He met God when he didn't have a roof over his head. Come on with me today. He, he, he met God when, when all he did was get to stay with the stinky sheep. He met God when he didn't have food half the time because he was taking care of the sheep. And so when David became the king, he didn't care to praise because he knew where God had brought him from. We have forgotten in the church house today where God has brought us from. We don't praise, we don't worship because we're set in our society. We're set in our ways. We're set with coming, coming to church and being okay with everything that's going on. God didn't ask you to be okay. He said, press forth and follow me and I'm going to show you. He praised God as a shepherd. John 4.23 Let's read it again. After you see King David's praise. But the hour hath come and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Now God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Come on, somebody. Do you worship him? Don't give me a half-hearted amen because you're in church. I mean, worship him. Now, I'm going to get in trouble. If you think that, well, we're just going to go on. Sometimes you've got to stand to your feet and clap your hands and lift your hands, no matter how awkward it may feel. You think, last week I talked to you about a church that I went to where there was an old lady praising in the corner and I thought, this is terrible. Do you remember that? She praised him anyway. She didn't care. She didn't care that it was terrible. She didn't care that, that it wasn't her type of music. She worshipped him anyway. If you fold your hands on God and you're afraid to worship him anyway, you're going to be in trouble when the trumpet sounds. you got to make a choice. It's an act of worship. Lord, help me. Now, I'm going to talk to you about what happens when the blessing of God comes. This is not going to be anything like you've heard before. If you'll go with me to the Song of Solomon. Chapter 2, verse 8. We're going to read some scripture that gives us an understanding. The voice of my beloved. Behold, he cometh leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. My beloved is like a roe or a young heart. Behold, he standeth behind our wall. He looketh forth at the windows, showing himself through the lattice. My beloved spake and said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. We find this story as it, it is a love story. 
It's a love story between a bride and a groom. If we look at the culture of the time, they would not let young boys read this because they said it was so provocative that they could not read it until they became men at age 13. But I want you to view this as you and the Lord because we're the church and this is what it's talking about, the church and the Lord. And as we view that, I want to read it to you again. Only this time, I want you to see it through the eyes of the writer. Through the lattice. The voice of my love. Behold, he cometh leaping upon the mountain, skipping upon the hills. My beloved is like a roe, a young heart. Behold, he standeth behind our wall. He looketh forth at the windows, showing himself through the lattice, through the fence. My beloved spake and said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. There are three types of people in the church at all times. Want to hear who they are? It's the group that are obligated. It's the group that have a habit of coming. Well, pastor, isn't that the same thing? No, I'll show you in a minute. And then there's the third group. The group of the expecting. Now, Lord, help me to stay together. Because I'm telling you, I was tore up when God revealed this to me. People that are obligated come because they have some type of position. They're obligated to the children as a teacher. They're obligated to clean the church. They, they come before you come. They're obligated to work in the media department. They're obligated to run the camera. They're obligated to preach on Sunday morning. They're obligated to sing. They're obligated to play. They're obligated to do all these things. But then there's the people that come out of habit. The mundane. Those are the people that come because they've came for 25 years. This is my church and I'm not leaving. They may be dead and dry or they may be the most praising person that you've ever seen in your life. But they come out of habit. But then there's the expecting. The people that have prepared their hearts to worship him. That have prepared their hearts to praise. That have prepared their hearts to reach out and touch him. I'm talking about just in the church. The Bible says, let's read it one more time before I give you this great understanding. The voice of my beloved, behold, he cometh leaping into the mountains and skipping upon the hills. My beloved is like a roe or a young heart. Behold, he standeth behind our wall. He looketh forth at the windows, showing himself through the lattice. This is a love story. The guy's coming. The girl's looking. And suddenly she catches a glimpse of him. A glimpse because he's walking past the lattice. When I raise the lattice, you can't see me completely. If you look closely, you can see me. Better. You can see me, right? The lattice is a fence. But we can't see through it fully. 
We can see him in our worship. We can see him in our praise. But we can't see him fully. And those people that are expecting, they, they see they can't quite touch him. Their hands don't make it through the lattice. They don't make it through the place. They want to touch him. They want to respond to him. They want to bless him. There's a lot of you here today. There's three types of people. The expecting or, or looking through the lattice. They're peering through. They're trying to find him. They're reaching after God, doing whatever that they can do to just get a hold of him. Because the more that he's done for you, the more that you can see and put the picture together. Even though the picture's not quite there. But they're looking and they remember the day that he saved them. And they remember the day that God touched their life. They remember the day that although they were broken because their father died or their mother died or someone close to them died. God was still there and they're reaching through the lattice with everything that they can reach for. But they can't quite get a hold of him and they're peering and they're looking listen to me listen first corinthians 3 12 tells us for now we see through a glass darkly but face to face one day you're going to be face to face now i know in part but when when thou shall i know even as i am known when i see him face to face i'll know him as he's known and he'll know me as i'm known but at my best i'm peering through the lattice. Some of us can see him better because we do our best to get up close to him. We're looking for him. We're trying to find him. We're piecing the pieces together through the lattice where he's touched us and transformed us. But at best, we're missing pieces. And so we, we preach in part. We pray in part. We go out to the community in part. The best we can do is give Him what we've seen. So as much as I want you to understand and know the Lord, I'm preaching to you through the lattice. And there are people sitting in here today and, and there's three groups. The people that are looking and watching, I see it in your eyes. You're trying to find Him. You're looking for Him today. You can see Him through the lattice and you want more of Him and you're trying to touch Him. God, I want more of you. I want to know you. I want to feel you, God. I want you to touch my family. And I want you to move on me, God. Please help me. I've, I've put the picture together. But we just see him in part. And I can see it in your eyes when you're sitting here. The people that come expecting, they're looking and they're, they, they, they're putting the picture together in their mind. And as I preach, they're doing their best to grope for Him. They can see Him and they're looking in their period. And I think sometimes they don't get it, Lord. And then someone comes and they begin to talk. And I'm like, yes, yes, they get it. But at best, I'm teaching through the lattice. At best, you're hearing through the lattice because we see through a glass dimly we don't see everything about the lord we're looking we're praising we're worshiping but we're doing all that in part because it will not be revealed to us until that day lord i've seen that you saved those people's loved ones save mine God, I see that you saved that drug addict family member and they were ruthless and messed up and we never thought that you could do it. Lord, I'm reaching, save mine. Save mine. Have you seen enough of him? Hear me today. Have you seen enough of him? 
that you can convert the two-thirds. I'm not talking about the, the sinner. We'll get to that. I'm talking about, now watch this. Watch this. Remember this. Let's do this. This side. Now don't get mad at me. It's just an explanation. This side is the obligated. This side is the people that have a habit. And this side, because these chairs have to be gray, they're different. This side is the expecting, the middle. If the gray chairs were over there, it would be you guys. But you sat over there. You made a bad choice. <laughs> Can you, right here, just you, the expecting, can you see him enough in part that you can convert the obligated and you can convert, convert the people that are in habit because you, you're expecting him enough that you can tell about him enough that you can reach out to people enough so that they can see in part like you see. God, I, I remember the day when I couldn't have children <laughs> and you gave me a child. I'm reaching for you. I remember the day when you saved someone that couldn't be saved and his name was James Demo. I remember the day when I was broken and messed up. I remember the day and I'm just seeing, I'm just looking, I'm just piecing you together. I don't see you fully, Lord. I want to see you fully. I'm, I'm stretching. I've made a choice to worship you. I've made a choice to praise. I don't want to be the way I used to be. God! I'm just trying to find you. So I'm peering through the lattice because you're my beloved. You're my beloved. And I'm looking for you. Do you know him? People that are expecting enough to win the obligated and the people that are in habit? Because see, at any moment, any of us could be in the habit at any moment, moment, any of us could be among the obligated. At any moment, any of us could be among the expecting. But are you just looking to see what you can find? Are you chasing after Him? Now watch, because this is, this is a great understanding of worship. God help me. My beloved spake and said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. Another version says, My beloved spoke and said to me, Arise, my darling. He called you darling. And come with me. What happened to us Wednesday was the voice of the Lord saying, Come with me. Rise up, come away. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come away from your alcoholism. <laughs> Wake up, church. Come away. Come away from, from your tobacco. You, you look like the world. Come away from your adultery. Come away from your fornication. Come away from your pornography. Come away, come away. Rise up. There's a choice there. There's a choice. 
I don't know why I'm not effective because we look like the world. We smell like the world. We act like the world. Pastor, I'm mad at you because you said this and that's my sin. I, I, I want you to go to heaven. I want you to not just see a part of him. I want you to see him in part. Because if you see him in part, you're stretching, you're looking, you're reaching for him. Now watch. Watch. For lo, the winter is past and the rain is over and gone. He says, rise up and come away. But then it goes to another chapter. The next chapter. He says this. Because he wants to be intimate with you, church. This is Jesus. The seeking Savior. And you're catching glimpses of him. Glimpses on Sunday morning. Glimpses on Sunday night. Glimpses when you're broken. Glimpses when you're messed up. Glimpses and you're putting them all together. Then we go to chapter 3. Song of Solomon. By night on my bed. I sought him whom my soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. I will rise now. Why would they rise now? Because it's a biblical reality. Whatever you seek after is what your soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. I will rise now and go about the city. Now we're talking about Leaving what we know. Leaving the Spirit of God, the presence of God, the house of God to go out into the city. I will rise now and go out into the city in the streets. And in the broad way I will seek Him whom my soul loveth. I will seek Him whom my soul loveth. You see why it's a reality? Because whatever you seek after is what you love. I sought Him, but I found Him not. Do you love him enough to just be able to sway the two-thirds? I'm not talking about going into the city and into the streets. I'm talking about swaying the people in the church house. The obligated. The people that come out of habit. Verse 3, chapter 3. The watchman, that's the expecting. People that are expecting him. Why are they expecting him? Because my heart seeketh whom my soul loveth. If we study the word heart, I know that you've heard this a thousand times. We're going to talk about it again. If we study the word heart in the Old Testament, it is the word lab. In the New Testament, it is translated to the word cardias. It's where we get the word cardiac today. It literally means the heart, the core, or the center of one's being. The core or the center of one's being seeketh whom their soul loveth. If your favorite thing is to have a, a garage full of Ferraris, you're going to seek after that. 
If you have never got the understanding, people leave church houses every day because at some point they were peering and looking, but they never was able to put the picture together for themselves because they got into the obligation and they got into the habitual and they forgot about the expectation of looking to find him. My heart seeketh whom my soul loveth. It's an intimacy thing. Not just with your mouth. Not with just, just with your mind. It's worship. Sometimes you're going to have to get out of bed in the middle of the night to find him. Sometimes you're going to have to rise up and come away from whatever it is that is special to you. Whatever you seek after. I got to have this habitual thing. An alcoholic has to have tobacco. Uh, uh, someone addicted to pornography has to have the, the porn to get the, through the day. You following what I'm saying? But what he's saying is, let your heart seek who your soul loveth. Peer, look, chase after. And sometimes when you wake up looking, he's not going to be there. You're going to have to call out to him. Sometimes when you're broken, you're going to feel like he's not there. But I already told you, he's omnipresent. You've got to make a choice to worship. At 3 o'clock in the morning, are you willing to make a choice to worship? At 3 o'clock in the morning when God says, pray for this person, are you going to get up and are you going to pray? At 3 o'clock in the morning, when all hell is broken loose, are you going to stop right there because you're seeking who your soul loveth? Or are you going to continue down the path? See, I've talked to people in this church that have continued down their own path, uh, seeking after what they love for years and years, and they came to the conclusion that when they got to where they thought they would be, they were more broken than they ever were. But you seek after him. And then the Bible says that she found the watchman. The expecting. And they said we have saw him. We've seen him. And she said but I'm looking. See we are to watch church over our city. We are to watch over the streets. We are looking to give people the understanding that he's holy and he's righteous and he's love and he's more wonderful. And if you're not outside producing that into the community, you can seek all day long. You can look through the lattice all day long. But if you are not looking for him, we're, the city's in trouble. The streets are in trouble and you are in trouble. Listen. Lord, help me. When he calls you, you're seeking, but then he calls. The call will have you down on your knees. The call will have tears running down your face. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a preacher. It's the call. My call is different than your call, but we all have a call. He said, he called, rise up, come away from your normal into my spiritual understanding. See, 
We can stay, we can stay in the normal all day long. But we need a supernatural work of the Spirit. And if you're embarrassed, if you're afraid of what people will say, if you're too prideful to stand up and say, He changed my life, then you will never seek after Him. And the Bible says, Our heart seeketh whom our soul loveth. The call makes you fast for a friend that don't want you to fast for him. The call will have you laying down wherever you go just to praise and worship him because you know how broken other people are because you're broken too. The call will have you worship in the presence of God because you're just seeking to put the picture together because we see in part People leave the church every day because they never seek. I left my alcoholism. I left my tobacco. I left my drugs. I left that woman. I left that man. I left pornography. I left. I left. You hear that every day for the expecting. Because they're expecting to find him when they need him. But for the people still trying to put the picture together, they're reaching. But there's going to come a time when they quit. Because they feel like they can never grasp. They can never put the pieces together. They don't think back to the day he saved them. Back to the day they they were transformed. He's calling us to come away. Verse 8. The voice of my beloved, behold, he cometh leaping. Now this is chapter 2 again. I want to read it all together. Across the mountains, skipping upon the hills. When you first know the Lord, it's the greatest thing you've ever experienced. You skip, you run. It's as if you're walking on the mountaintops. It's as if you're walking on the water. He's the greatest thing you've ever experienced. But then we quit expecting My beloved is like a row of young heart. Behold, he standeth behind a wall looking for the windows, showing himself through the lattice. My beloved spake and said to me, rise up. That's what he's calling you to do, church. You're his bride. Rise up. Don't remain the same. Well, Pastor God hasn't dealt with me on pornography. Baloney. He said it in his word. If he hasn't dealt with you, you're not reading it. Oh, we don't like that. Pastor, why you got to say stuff like that when the presence of God is here and ruined my day? It was going so well up until now. Let's jump down to verse three, chapter 3, verse 1. My night, by night on my bed I sought Him, whom my soul loveth. I sought Him, but I found Him not. I will rise now. you got to rise when you can't find Him. And I will go out in the city and into the streets. You're looking for the lost, the broken, the weak, the weary, and the stray. You're looking for Him so that He can find them. I rise now and go about the city. Into the streets and in abroad. In the broad way I will seek Him whom my soul loveth. I sought Him but I found Him not. But you have a responsibility, church. He's going to come as close as he can. But you got to seek him. 
Your wife would not be your wife today, men, if you didn't seek after them. Now they see you with dirty clothes on and they see you with slop down the front of your shirt. Now they, but they would have never seen you like that when you were dating. It would have never happened. They see you when you pass gas and try to run in public and blame it on them. Pastor, that's undignified. You know what happens. This is not about religion. Come on with me today. This is not about emotion. This is not about ignorance. This is not about being Pentecostal, Methodist, Baptist. This is about seeking after the Lord. It's not about race. I'm calling you to seek whom your soul loveth today. If you're going to get what God has for you, church, and I hope you're all awake, you have to move, rise up and come away. i, I got to hurry. I've talked to you about four things today. Rise up, come away, seek after Him, and it all comes from a choice to worship Him. You come away so that you can seek Him. You come away from your human foolishness. You come away from your carnality. You come away from the way you talk. You come away from, from the way that you act. You come away from what afflicts you. You come away. You have a choice. The watchmen that go about the city found me. To whom I said, saw ye him whom my soul loveth? Have you seen him? It was but a little bit that I passed from them, but I found him whom my soul loveth. I found him when I sought him. The watchman, the expecting, directed my way. And I found him. What is your job as a disciple? To direct the path to Jesus Christ. So that they can find him. Thank you for joining us today. If this message has uplifted you, we would love to hear your story. Go to www.renovatelifecog.com and click contact. Your testimonies are a blessing to us throughout the week. Renovate Life is a place of healing for the lost, the broken, the weak, weary, and stray.